wonder how many people in this room this afternoon, you are ready and you are willing. You don't want the glory to lift from this house. You, you not only want it to stay, but you want more. More miracles. More signs and wonders. More abundance. More. David said, hey, I'm going to go get the ark. I'm not going to join this fake worship. Routine, but no reality. Talk, but no miracles. No proof. <laughs> I was with a bishop friend, and we're going in the village. Now, all of a sudden, he nodded up on me. He said, okay, now, you, you need to hurry up, because I, I, I'm not going to be here when it gets dark. I said to him, I've had enough of your unbelief. I said, if you don't stop this, I might even ask you to step out. As I'm going into this village, and I'm going to finish everything I've gone to do. And I will leave, but not until I've done what I went to do. Jesus says, are there not 12 hours in a day? He said, if a man has the light in him, because he sees the light of this world, he said, nothing. Eh? Nothing should be fooling with him. But if the man is dark, because he can't see, he says, that's what the issue is. This dog here. You can't see ahead. I said, I will not tolerate fear. Because once I allow fear to enter in, the glory will lift from me. That's what I was preaching to the leaders. And I'll preach it to you. That the angel came in the jail with Peter chained to two soldiers. Eh? A man that would be brought to be killed after Easter. I say Herod made the biggest mistake. He arrested Peter at the wrong season. When I had denied that I knew him, and then I saw him get up from the grave. And while I'm celebrating his resurrection, you come and arrest me. You have tapped into something you cannot handle. And the angel smote Peter. He said the chains fell off of him. Let me tell you something that I told my leaders. You never have read anywhere or heard any preacher say. Something happened to Peter that day. That he took Jesus rising from the dead to experience. And Peter's natural body became a supernatural body. Why will I say that? He said he walked through the first ward, the second ward. Come on. These are human beings watching. On God, awake. And he walked right through them. That's no natural body. Resurrection house, I'm showing you where we are going. I'm appetizing you. As soon as we get through this pocket, 
of rebellion and naysayers. Something is about to happen. The world has never seen. America has never seen. From this altar, in time, global harvest. Come on, shout! <laughs> Watch. So David decided, I'm not going to join this artless worship. I'm not going to be going through. Okay. He's telling me you didn't finish the Peter. Watch. He came through first one, second one. He said when he got to the iron gate that led to the city, he said the gate opened of his own accord. Are you and I reading the same Bible? He said the gate opened. Who opened the gate? <laughs> I told you, God said to me, you're a part of the remnant I've chosen that will replicate every miracle you read in this Bible in this season before Jesus comes back. He said there's nothing Jesus did you won't do. I don't care whether you believe me or not, but I'm telling you what is about to happen. But David found himself where we are as a church. He wanted the glory. But he didn't take time to find out what God said on how you handle the glory. In this room, good intentions are not enough. And when you hear me warning people about going crosswise to the glory resting on me, that is a funeral. You think it's self-serving. No, it's actually love. Because I know that you are you're dumb. You don't know what you're fooling with. You're looking at me physically. Amen. And the tales of all the people who have died, for some reason, hasn't registered with some of you. That's why I would tell you to do something, and you think that you have options. <laughs> that's, that's why I have that laugh. As if you know how many people have left the earth before time, contravening that thing. <laughs> I said, I don't know who you're praying to. It's like David said, they were praying to the Lord to deliver them from David. He said, and the Lord did not hear them. How would the Lord answer you against the man he has chosen? This is not democracy. Okay, let me show you this. 1 Samuel 7. First Samuel 7. Verse 1 to 2. And the men of Kerjat-Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill. 
and sanctified Eliezer, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, while the ark abode in Kajajerim, that the time was long, for it was 20 years. And all the house of Israel lamented. You notice, even though it took longer than 20 years, but when this was written, it had been there for 20 years. They were worshiping God for 20 years with no proof, no evidence, and nobody was concerned. You see what Satan has done to the church? And then when I'm telling you, you're experiencing things you've never seen in this church, that you have to humble yourself so that we can maintain it. No, you want to go back to the, to the same thing, where we come, home, come, come here and make noise, and there's nothing happening. Why do you want to have religion without God? Watch. It was 20 years. And the people lamented. Now go to 2 Samuel 6. So finally, after all the years of suffering, David becomes king. Now watch. 2 Samuel 6. 2 Samuel 6. And again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel... 30,000. 30, and David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Bali of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God. So you see, Bali of Judah is the same as Kejat Jerim. You, you, if you study it, you see it's the same. Okay, now watch. To bring from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts. That dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart. You see how good intentions are? They got a brand new cart to honor it. Watch. Ooh, I had not even seen this. Look at what the Holy Spirit just said to me. He learned it from the world. It was the Philistines that put it on the ark. And it worked. And the Son of God thought he could do. Uh, that's the problem the church is having. Amen. David thought he could put it on the cart too. And it will work. He didn't bother to find out how God said the ark should be transported. Amen. So when I'm warning you about the protocols of glory. How to act on the altar. Where to walk. Where not to walk. How to behave. Then you say you receive my correction. But when I look at your spirit, I see a different program playing. You can't fool me by smiling. Once I look at you, what is in your spirit registers. I just laugh. I know what's in your heart. You're not fooling me. Watch. Watch. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart. And brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahir, or Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. You see how these things happen? The man and his sons, they have kept the ark for 20 years at least. But when you study it, the ark was in their house for 40 years. Come on. I'm trying to show you things. You, you have not seen. Watch. 
I know I'm, I'm past time, but next Sunday, I'll, I'll read the text, but I'm telling you so you can see. You will not read anywhere that Abinadab's household was blessed. But the ark of God was in his house all those years. This is the same thing, the warfare I've experienced in my life and with my children. And I'm saying, hey, see, we're carrying the blessing, but we can carry the blessing and not be blessed. You have to make sure that you're following. You can't have another program working. Can't have another program working. Watch. Abinadab and his sons managed the ark for 40 years. You will read nowhere that God blessed the household. But the ark was in their house. Watch. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was of Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord. On all manner of instruments, made of fir wood, even on harps, and on psalteries, and on timbrels, and on cornets, and on cymbals. You notice, he is doing everything within his power to bless God. But yet, he was off track. That's why I'm asking you those questions. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. If we don't go in the text to find out how to do it, then what's the point? We are grinding back to religion. Except you turn around as a church. I'm giving a public overall warning for every one of us to go in our closets and repent so when we get back, the glory will... No conversations going on that disagrees with the altar. No friendship messing with what the altar has spoken. No relationship. Hey... Because God is listening to everything going on in your closets, in your bedroom, wherever you are. Listen. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood and on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen shook it. Wasn't Uzzah trying to do a good thing? Eh! The oxen shook, and the ark was going to fall. And Uzzah, with good intentions, that's why I'm teaching this thing, so you can see how you get killed, arguing. Well, I was just trying to help. Isn't that what every American will say? What did I do wrong? I'm just trying to help. He said he touched the ark, and God killed him there. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. You see? What happens when you mess with the glory? 
And then somebody said, oh, that is Old Testament. Uh-huh. That's how you get killed. Because he's the same yesterday. Today, <laughs> people making noise about Old and New Testament, it is the sacrifice for salvation that is different. But nothing else changed with God. The glory is the same. The requirements are the same. When I get to Ananias and Sapphira, you will see, were, were they not in the New Testament? Yeah. When they told lies and died? Yeah. Okay, I'll get to that. Now watch this. Watch this. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was, uh-huh. I love it, God tells on his own. He said David was displeased with the Lord that day. Even David himself had an issue. Hmm? Haven't you had issues with me? <laughs> he said David was displeased. Hmm? David was displeased with the Lord. Because he was, the man was just trying to help. And why would you kill him? We're doing our best. They've been worshiping you without an ark. I'm trying to bring the ark back. Why are you going to kill somebody? I mean, David at that point was an American. <laughs> he said he was displeased. Watch now. He said he was displeased with the Lord. Watch. Because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perehuzah. I love how those people in the Bible days, how they name places. When you get nailed, you give it a name. When you got a breakthrough, you give it a name. <laughs> to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. Uh-huh. And said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David will not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside on into the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. Mm-hmm, I'm coming to that. But I want to show you this so you can compare. This man had ark in his house for 40 years. Nothing transferred. No blessing. No glory. But the ark was there. Look at it. Somebody else accepted God's correction, did not disagree with God, and agreed to take the ark home. And in 90 days, everything changed. Look at it. Look at it. Hmm? And the ark of the Lord continued in the houses of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. And one to go, everybody. And the Lord blessed Obedidom. Only 90 days, the man, the glory, started blessing the man. The man was flourishing. 90 days. Blessed. 40 years. Nothing. So, when you carry silent disagreements, you think that nobody notices. You don't know you've been had. You'll be around the glory. Nothing will be happening. Lost in the house. That's why they say that is the 
the parable of two prodigals. One was lost abroad. The other one was lost at home. 90 days. But now, for African Americans, because of the history of slavery and all these things, you don't know the things that have seeped into you. But I, I, that's why I point out discriminatory things in the scriptures. Don't you see? Obedidum the Gittite. Uh-huh. He is uh, of the heritage of the Philistines. But he transferred to the God of Israel. And a foreigner could accept the ark. And the people born free. Ducked. And they agreed with their king. That is a little bit too much. We're doing everything to please the Lord. But it just seems like you can't please him. Not knowing how wrong they were. And Obedidam said, okay, I'll take the ark. That means I'm running the risk of my entire family dying. But even at that, I want to worship him. How many Obedidams do we have this morning? Job said, even if he slays me, yes, will I trust him. We're going for the glory. We are going for gold. We are going for end time global harvest. Beloved, we learn from this message that it's not only good to desire that the glory of God return to bless a people or an environment or a nation, but we have to follow <clears throat> the word of God and the prescriptions that God himself has given for that glory to return. David came to the throne and refused to have an arkless or gloryless worship. He set out to return the ark of the covenant to the tabernacle that he had pitched. But David did not take time to find out from the scriptures what God wanted and how God prescribed that the ark be transported. This is so critical because that seduction came from how the Philistines returned the ark. Isn't that what is ailing the church? The, the circular media, they started darkening everything and shooting people in the dark. And all of a sudden, all the churches are turning down their lights. I went to a guy's church in Texas, let me put it that way, and they turn off all the lights during praise and worship and all the stage is lit. I didn't say anything during the service. And then after church, I said, man, why are we worshiping in the dark? And in most of these cases, you'll find these very militant ladies the man didn't even get a chance to answer me. The lady jumps in. Well, we like it. We like it. Wouldn't even let the husband respond. You already told me you're totally out of order. I know that many of you will not <laughs> subscribe to these things because you're practicing your own religion. But that's the word of God is what I'm saying. So when I saw that the woman was belligerent and out of order and the husband did not check her, 
I zipped my mouth. I didn't say anything to them. I came on back to Atlanta that Sunday evening. Then, it was like the next week, the man calls me. He said, man, you won't believe what happened. I said, what happened? He said, I was at church, and God literally screamed at me, turn the light on in my house. I am light, I'm not darkness. I said, hey, that's what is wrong with the church. You're copying the world. David went and put the cart on a brand new uh, ark, on a brand new cart, because that's what the Philistines did to return it. He didn't check the word of God to see that the ark is to be born on the shoulders of the priest and the rings were put in the ark and then these rods plated in gold were never to be removed from the side of the ark with which the priests had to bear it. No, they went and put it on a cart. I guess if it works for the world, it works for us. We keep imitating things. All of a sudden, if you're speaking into a camera, then, then they shoot you with the side camera and you're looking out, out in, into oblivion. And now that's the new style. And everybody starts doing it. Satan is the one releasing these things. If he releases earring, men are piercing their ears, everybody starts piercing their ears. If he releases this, you know, you start doing it, and everybody starts doing it. Hey, just be manipulated. Well, has the worship of God gone, America? All these lights and pyrotechnic devices, but where's the glory? Where's the glory? May God deliver your church, deliver your pastor, deliver. You know, one guy tried to hire one of my members for decoration of his church, and when the guy, lady got there, said, okay, sir, what vision has God given to you? The man blew up and got offended. I brought you here to tell me what to do. Now here you are harassed. He did not know that as a pastor, he should get the vision of what his place should look like from God. And the servant said, well, you know, in our church, his apostle tells us what God has shown him. Our job is to carry it out. You don't worship God by, the, by your mind. They that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. I pray that the few of you that watch this broadcast, or the many of you that watch this broadcast, that God will speak to you to repent. and Turn around, particularly you senior pastors. You don't know why your stuff is jammed up. If God comes into your church, he don't agree with your decoration. He don't agree with anything you're doing. Why won't you be broke? Why won't your place shut down? Why won't you be struggling? Because he disagrees. He's telling you he disagrees. Amen. These messages are so powerful, so life-changing, but so instructional. Receive it today and be blessed. Don't forget Jessica's album. It's there on all the platforms. And then your purchase, purchase options in the website, chicanosaministries.org, rhfn.conquest.com or conquest.rhfn.com. You can see how you can download these ministry materials, vessels of glory, it was on fire. Amen. God bless you with decree and elevation that your eyes will open and that God will speak to you and that glory will rain down upon you, all you viewers of the voice of resurrection. We love you. God bless you. See you tomorrow.